Hola, hola, hola y bienvenidos a Ayuda, I Felt Spanish. Este podcast es para todos ustedes que no pasaron su clase de español. Al mismo tiempo, este podcast debe ser divertido. Soy Jameson, su nuevo profesor virtual. Escuchen mientras enseño a Miguel, mi star estudiante. Recuerden, el enfoque de su español es utilizarlo para sus conversaciones. Me encanta la gramática, pero esa parte de español no es tan importante ahora. Miguel ha estudiado español varias veces durante sus años en el colegio y la universidad, pero ahora tiene ganas de utilizarlo en la vida cotidiana. ¡Vámonos! Alright, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Hola, hola, hola. <laughs> I was you. swallowing my butterscotch <laughs> so you wouldn't yell at me. And I had a moment of panic in thinking that nobody was still on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Michael, Miguel, this is our second to last podcast. This is our last lesson before our grand finale I know. special, which is kind of crazy. I know. It's kind of like zipped by. I know it really has. So guys, for those of you that are listening, we are in the middle of August and hypothetically for our uh, Chattanooga listeners, many are returning to their education programs in a variety of settings. La Escuela. So congratulations to you guys on uh, continuing on and por favor, wear your masks. That being said, Whoa, we have so much to do today to get you ready for what's going on on Friday. Oh, on viernes, we have... <laughs> what? What do we have, Miguel? Tell what yeah, we have. What we, you have know. A, we have a conversation in 10 minutos, and we will be speaking solely uh, in Espanol. In Espanol. Yes, it's going to be not only enjoyable and hopefully educational, but it will be telling of, you know, where I started and where I am, you know, on Friday and where hopefully where I will be in the future. It'll it'll be encouraging and maybe a spinoff on like, hey, you know, you can you can do stuff if you set your mind to it. Just go further with Spanish. <laughs> yes, yes. And. The cool part is that you guys have been involved in this in that you responded to the question that we posted on Instagram and gave us some topics that Miguel is going to be able to uh, prep for a little bit and use as some of our conversation topics. I guess we're using topics mucho, but thank you guys in advance for the work that you are doing to help make Friday a celebration. But Miguel, here's what I was thinking. Let's just give them a sneak peek at what Friday's episode is going to be like with a basic conversation almost an entire season apart. ¿Está bien? Muy bien. Excelente. Okay, bueno. Hola, ¿cómo te llamas? Hola, uh, me llamo Miguel. ¿Y tú? Bueno, me llamo Jameson. Miguel, ¿de dónde eres? Uh, yo soy de Chattanooga, pero vivo in Nueva York, aquí, uh, ¿y tú, usted? 
Bueno, <ríe> bueno, sí. Yo soy de Chicago, pero ahora yo vivo en Chattanooga y yo he vivido en Chattanooga por casi 10 años. Whoa. Casi 10 años, sí. Me encanta Chattanooga, me encanta Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Y bueno, uh, Miguel, ¿hablas sí. español? Un poco. Un poco, un poquito. Un poquito. No, un Pero poco. Uh, oh, sí. Pero, obviamente, estudio mucho. <ríe> bueno, sí, porque Miguel es un estudiante fantástico. Y oh, Miguel, oh, de nada, señor. Miguel, uh, ¿qué prefieres? ¿Prefieres la comida americana o la comida mexicana? Uh, la comida mexicana siempre. Claro que sí. ¿Y tiene una comida favorita de México? Sí. Um, everything, pero tacos. <ríe> todo, 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 todo. Pero especialmente los tacos y... Hablamos, ya hablamos en el pasado de los tacos, pero ¿tiene un tipo de taco favorito? Sí, taco de pollo. Um, yeah, that's it. It used to be um, <laughs> cerda. El cerdo, uh, el cerdo. El cerdo, uh, pero I'm trying to eat less. Ok, bueno, intento comer menos cerdo y más pollo mm. y pescado. Sí. ¿Te gustan los tacos de pescado? ¿Como sí. fish? Yeah, sí. Um, okay, bueno. Cod y salmon. Well, I, I've never oh, had salmon tacos, but uh, I would imagine that they could be tasty. I also imagine that they could be absolutely vile, and I love salmon, though. I This would isn't be in Spanish, lo siento. Right? <laughs> no, we're going. That's good, that's good. So, guys, that's a little uh, taste test as we ended on food for Friday's full conversation. But, again... Gracias. Es muy divertido, mi profesor. Sí. All right, Miguel. So, today's lesson, your final lesson, uh, in a conversation you and I had had, This week, I believe, mm -hmm. we talked about, I said, hey, what would be one last lesson that would be super helpful before we go into one 10-minute conversation? And you said the tenses. And I the said, tenses. that's awesome. This is also season one. So we're going to find ways to review a little bit of what we've talked about in terms of tense. And then I want to give you one little bonus tip. Sound good? Sounds very good. Excellent. All right. So, what do you remember about our cheating the tenses lesson? I looked back on the notes and I read what I could read. I watched the YouTube videos I could watch. And I remember very little. Okay, be good. Honest. That's why I said <laughs> I need a review of this because yeah. the, I know that the verb... So, so I guess basically what I'm saying is the verb conjugation chart is becoming more familiar to me. But then um, when it gets to the tenses, I just get lost. And like when it comes to t talking about what I'm going to do as opposed to what I've just did or what I'm doing now, I, t I just forget all the hacks that you gave me. 
Okay, so then that's a perfect spot for us to start this lesson. Let us get through this quick little review super fast mm -hmm. and review cheating the tenses. So we have three different cheats that we can use for three different tenses. But before we even dive into those, what I mean when I say cheating the tenses is that we are going to use the present tense, what we've been working with all semester, all season, some might say. Uh, this is what we've been using all season in order to cheat different tenses. So we're using the present in order to talk about the past, the future and commands and commands. So the first one is with the verb ear, and this is going to be our future tense cheat. So we have ear plus a plus an infinitive. Now, an infinitive we know is the most basic form of a verb. It is going to be hablar, comer, vivir, luchar, which is to fight. Uh, mortier, which is to die. Let's give a little bit more interest stuff. Ear plus a plus infinitive is going to let us know that it is going to be in the future. I am going to do something. So what we have there is yo voy a comer. I am going to eat. Am I eating right now? No. But I'm going to use that present tense of ear. Voy vas va, vamos vais and van plus the, uh, it's not a conjugation, preposition, ah, and then the infinitive, whatever infinitive I want, which mm -hmm. means I'm not conjugating, I'm not doing anything to it, and I'm going to leave that there to express something that's going to happen in the future, and that's mm -hmm. the simple future. So we have, yo voy a comer, yo voy a viajar a México, yo voy a dormir ocho horas, I'm going to sleep for eight hours. Vamos a bailar. We are going to dance. Uh, Michael, tu vas a hablar conmigo diez minutos el viernes. You are going to talk with me for 10 minutes on Friday. Okay, so that's our... And then it, it makes sense to keep the verb in the infinitive. If you, if, yeah, once I'm breaking it down that way. Right, because essentially you're saying like, I am going... To that eyes to, to verb. and then we want to just add the infinitive of saying like to talk to right. eat right to do whatever you're gonna do all right so the second one is our we call it a mandato a command and this is a this is an expression that I actually taught you before we did the cheat the tenses lesson and this is with the verb tener tener to, que to, yeah tener que so tener plus que plus our infinitive. Guys, all of these expressions are a verb plus blank plus an infinitive. It's a three-piece equation. So for this one, it's going to be yo tengo que luchar. I have to fight. Yo tengo que dormir. I have to sleep. Now I could tell Michael, Miguel, tú tienes que estudiar. Para el viernes, or tú tienes que practicar el español para el viernes. You have to practice Spanish for it's, Friday. It's not an, op not an option. Exactly right. So when you use it addressing somebody else, you're almost commanding them. And that's a, that's a way to cheat the uh, 
the commands that we would use in Spanish or the imperative tense. All right, so we are, it's a mood, the imperative mood. So we have ir plus a plus infinitive. We have tener plus que plus infinitive. And then our final cheat the tense is acabar plus de plus the infinitive. And Michael, do you remember what tense this is cheating? The past. You're totally right. And do you remember anything else about it? Totally fine if you don't. Just want to see where we're at. No. That's great. So the way that this works is acabar plus day plus infinitive is almost going to translate into I have just done something or to have just done something. So if I say, ah, yo acabo de comer, I just ate. Entonces, no tengo hambre. So I'm not hungry. Acabo de estudiar. Entonces, estoy listo para el examen. I just studied, so I am ready for the test. Mm -hmm. Now, what we're doing with acabar is uh, letting us essentially cheat the past tense. So in saying this, instead of... infinitive. Exactly right. So instead of using an entire past tense conjugation with preterite or the mm -hmm. imperfect, what I'm able to do is like, I have just finished eating. Acabar de comer. Yeah. Sí, yo acabo de comer. Acabamos de grabar un podcast. We just finished recording a podcast. That kind of stuff. So sí. could we use the preterite tense? Sure. Could we use the past tense? For sure. But is this a way for students or communicators wanting to use something a little bit different to express the past? For sure, for sure. So why do we use these? Mm -hmm. It's to truly communicate because you can use them when you're not trying to cheat the tenses. Soon you're going to be bilingual. You're going to be a pro. And there are times that you're just like, eh, I want to use like, tienes que ayudarme. Like, you have to help me. Because it's mm -hmm. different than saying like, help me as a command. Now, we can get similar sentiments expressed with either, but when you're an actually communicating human, then both work in different ways. And now, specifically, why now do we use them? Because for Spanish, right now, for you, in a formal learning setting, this keeps it a bit more manageable in my perspective. So why do I start with these three cheats? Because... It keeps Spanish in a way that is not as let's practice with the past tense, the future tense, the present tense, the conditional, the subjunctive. Like you have all these things. Let's keep it manageable. So that's awesome. But since we are in our final lesson, I thought, why not dip our toes into the water of the past tense with drumroll, please? It's a snare. The preterite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the preterite. Michael, do you know what the preterite is? Nope. Okay, wonderful. That makes my job at least more enjoyable. So the preterite is part of the past tense. In the past tense, we have two basic parts, which are the preterite and the imperfect. We're not even going to touch the imperfect, but right now we're going to focus on this preterite concept. And the way that I define the preterite is actions in the specific past. But the way a colleague once shared it with me 
was think of it like a timeline. Any action that could fall on a timeline, it is completed, would be preterite. Now, for those of you guys that are driving, please don't be taking notes. For those of you guys that are joining us at your desk, this is a great thing to jot down. What I would do is draw a timeline so you have a visual reminder of the idea that preterite are completed actions in the past. It's specific past. Uh, they are done. So I was born. How many times were you born? One time. One. Otherwise, your mom would not be happy. That's one of the best examples that one of my professors gave me, and it makes me laugh every time. Uh, I did meet someone on the Upper West Side, um, right outside of a train station, and he came up to me and said that he recognized me from from a past life, and that in one of his past life he was a Roman guard. He was a Roman soldier guarding like <laughs> guarding some royalty. Were you the royalty? No, but he did. He he was saying that he he was insinuating that he remembered me from a long, long time ago. Ooh. So for him, maybe he was born more than one time. <laughs> well, okay, so I have a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah, I thought we were alone on the podcast that time. <laughs> for a hot second, I was like, I could yeah. just stop recording and we're good. <laughs> he knows what the preterite is. I'm done. See you on Friday. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, so we're looking at the preterite, and yes. there are specific conjugations for this, but I don't really want to dive into that. I'd rather focus on two specific verbs, which share the exact same conjugations in the past tense, specifically the preterite. Now, normally this can be a little bit tricky for my students. When I was a classroom teacher, I would explain this to them. They'd be like, wait, they share the same? I was like, yeah, that's fine. But for you, because we've kind of done a, a quicker unit or a quicker semester, uh, I think this might actually be helpful because we just need to learn a couple of ways to talk and you can say a lot more. So they're going to share the same conjugations and we know a conjugation is when we change our infinitive to agree with our subject. This means that when I say that both verbs have the same conjugations, they're going to look identical. What we have to do is use context to understand what we're talking about. Now, this will mm -hmm. make sense when I explain to you what the verbs are. The two verbs are, and for those of you guys that already know this, you've been like, oh, Jameson, just say it. Say it, say it, say it. Because we know that it is sered and eared. Sered and eared. Michael, do you remember what sered and eared mean? <clears throat> to be a ser, ear is ear, sorry, ear is to go. Nice. So we have to be and to go. So both of these are going to conjugate in the exact same way. Do sered and ear mean the same thing? No, they don't. They don't. So what we're going to have to do is make sure that we are using the context of our sentence to understand what we are saying. Not I was the store, but I went to the store. <laughs> right. And not the class went hard. It was hard. It was sometimes difficult. the class can go hard. Though, I like... was waiting for it. I really was. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, was. yeah. I know. Man, they went hard on that substitute. 
So let's go into the conjugations. Uh, make that ab verb chart. We are going for that six pack right there. If you guys are taking notes with us, take three seconds to do it because by now you should be pros since you already failed one year of Spanish. And here we go. For our yo, which is I, we're going to have fui. F-A-U-I. Fui. F-U-I. For our tu, and what do we remember about tu, Michael? It is... Um, the way to say you in a familiar is, sense? There we go. It's casual, it's familiar. So we have fuiste. Yeah, yeah. So tu fuiste. is going to go with fuiste. F-A-U-I-S-T-E. Fuiste. F-A-U-I-S-T-E. Fuiste. Bueno. Excelente. El, ella, and usted are all going to share fue. F-U-E. So on that singular side of your verb chart, you're going to have fui, fuiste, fue. Which could be I was or I went. You were or you went. He was, she was, you were, formally. Or he went, she went, you formally went. Mm -hmm. On the plural side, we're going to have nosotros or nosotras, and we know that only who can say nosotras. When you take your... Oh, I'm um, sorry. I was skipping ahead. Uh, only women, right? Yes, exactly right. Because a woman, yeah. if there's one male in a group, it when identifying male, it changes to nosotros. There we go. So yep. that's going to be fuimos, F-A-U-I-M-A-O-S, -E fuimos. Fuimos. No matter if it's fuimos all guys, all girls, mm. mixed group, it's fine. All right, and then as you were starting to say, we are going to take our plane to... <laughs> Spain. Spain, and we're going to get our vosotros and vosotras. And that's going to come with fuistes. Fuistes. Yes, what might that mean if you knew... Um, y you all Essentially, were. If, yeah, y'all were, or y'all went. Uh, and that's going to be... Yeah. Yeah, fuistes. F-E-U-I-S-T-E-I-S-E. Oh. Fuistes. Right. Because right. the conjugation is ace for that. Ace, yeah, that yeah that's a vosotros. All right, and then we're going to go to our last one, which is ellos, ellas, and ustedes, and we're going to have fueron, and that's they were, or you you guys formally or casually were or went. Okay. Brilliant. Were, went. Okay. So, that being said... We need to remember that context is key because remember, ser and ir can, they, well, they not can, they do conjugate the exact same in the preterite. So if I gave you this, if I said, yo fui al supermercado, could you tell me what that is in English? You went to the su supermarket or I went to the supermarket. I went to the supermarket, not I was the supermarket, but I went. Uh, what about la clase fue fácil? The class was easy. Exactly. Not the class went in a direction. It moved easy. But la clase fue fácil. <laughs> it was as a description from our ser. 
right. it was easy. Um, yeah. All right. So questions. That's kind of your lesson on the preterite. You get to use it a lot. So on Friday, if I say, uh, "Adonde fuiste ayer?" Where to? Where did you go yesterday? Could you answer that for me? Um, what was yesterday? Monday? Um, I think I stayed in mi casa. Which we love, and if we had to imagine, we might say, I, yo. I, yo, in mi casa? (laughs) Yo, fui. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yo, fui in mi casa. Yo, fui in mi casa. But if we had to imagine that we went somewhere, where might we say? (laughs) Oh, yo, fui in Mexico. Yo fui a Mexico. I went to Mexico. Yo fui or, uh, a Manhattan. We in like Central Park for I was in Central Park? No, so that's a good question because this is a location oh, okay. of I went to a place. So yo okay. fui a Central okay. Park. Got I it, went got it, got to it. that place. Yeah, not I was. Yes. Uh, I was, yeah, not I was located in there because that would be a start. That makes right, right, right place. Okay, got it. We need to get to our favorite part of the podcast, which is El Juego de Vocabulario. For you listeners, it is our time to see if we can beat Miguel by giving him nope. words that he won't know or figure out, even with a clue. And for you guys listening along, it is your opportunity to see if you can figure out the vocab word before Michael does. It is your own game to play against Michael or us however you want to do it. All right, Miguel, listo? Uh, listo. I, even as I was saying this, realized that I forgot one part. It is not just vocabulario anymore. It is vocabulario e modismos. modismos. We love a good modismo. Uh, what is a modismo? What is a modismo? A modismo is like an idiom or a, a common phrase or saying. Exactly. So we have... Tenemos Tres palabras hoy en español y dos modismos. Palabra número uno es un sustantivo y es, la palabra es la charla. Uh, L-A-A um, Che Espacio Oh, espacio Che um, H-A-R L-A Okay, so you were like 95% accurate. I would have gone che, a, r, l, a. I would do that. Che is ch. So che, a, r, l, a. Charla. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, right. Can I have the hint? Bueno, si, si yo quiero hablar con usted o contigo with you. Si yo quiero hablar contigo y solo un poquito, tenemos una charla. Hmm. Hmm, you know? It's a noun. Tenemos una charla. Um. Boy, I don't... This is... This is going to annoy me because it's the first one and I'm going to start it on a bad foot, but I don't know. Julian, no, no, we are no, in a okay, place Julie. to win. No, we no, are no, in a place no, no, to no, win. No, 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 it is our time to shine. 
Uh, you guys, you guys are making it harder. No quieres. I, no quieres la charla? Bueno, tú no quieres la charla en general. Si yo tengo un estudiante que es un poco difícil después de la clase, tenemos una charla. I don't know. I don't like... Um, We love um, it. That's a loss. Judy, please mark that on the board. We have a point. Michael, you lose. Wonderful. That's how I feel about that. <laughs> the sound of loss. All right. A charla is a chat. It could be chit chat. It could be small talk. But una charla, like let's have a charla, is like let's have a little, let's have a little chat, a little chit chat. Palabra numero dos. Listo. Well, I hated that charla. I'm listo. Well, good. All right. Palabra numero dos. También es un sustantivo, which means it is. It's also a noun. It's a noun, and la palabra es la mascarilla. Okay. Can I have a hint? Mm-hmm. Hoy en día es, es importante llevar una mascarilla en público. These days it's very important to wear a mask in public. Dang it. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All if right. you're in your car right now, give me a couple honks. <laughs> and if you're in your car right now and you just honked, please stop listening forever to this podcast. <laughs> no, please keep listening. We have one more episode. All right. Uh, mascarilla. Here was something. I just had a conversation with somebody today in August about the word for mask because there are a couple words for masks. And La mascarilla can be used for a mask that you wear in coronavirus times. It could be used for a face mask. It could be used as an oxygen mask. Now, we also have the term la mascara, which could also be used as the mask. So you have hmm. two different terms. Both are totally understood. I've heard mascarilla. I've heard mascara. I'm fine with either. Let us move into our modismos. Tenemos dos modismos. Número uno Ooh. es no tener pelos en la lengua. I don't have blank in the mouth. Love it. So el pelo está en la cabeza. ¿Qué es un cabeza? Uh, una cabeza. Una cabeza tiene los ojos, la boca, la nariz, la cara. Es una parte del cuerpo. Mm -hmm. Pelos uh, is, a, is a part of the body. Um, is it hairs? Oh, sí, we will give it to you. Don't tener pelos en la lengua. Okay. So put it all um, together. I, I don't have hairs in the mouth. Mm -hmm. So what do you think that means? <clears throat> I don't have Literally, like that. you're correct. Okay. Don't have hairs in the mouth. Um, like I don't have like a dirty mouth. Like I don't you. I, 
Yeah, the don't cuss. Like <laughs> I don't cuss. Uh, like, no, I don't. Oh, I've <laughs> no, washed my. Close. I don't have bad breath. Nope. <sighs> no tener pelos en la lengua is going to be if somebody is outspoken. So to be outspoken. So now we are two and one. Judy, I'm, I'm sorry. Is yeah. this us winning this week? No, I mean I'm happy to take that L on that. The pelos en la lengua. Um, that's okay. The first one I'm still mad about. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, our, But I can ulti- still get 50-50. Here we go. I <laughs> still can at least not lose. El último modismo es vale la pena. Es mi modismo favorito. It's my favorite one. Vale la pena. La pena. Okay. I don't get hints with modismos? No, you can. Oh, can I have one? Uh, aprender español es difícil, pero vale la pena porque tú puedes viajar a México. So, aprender, mm-hmm. practicar el español es difícil, pero vale la pena. Porque después tú puedes viajar a México. Hmm. Oh. Can you just repeat that one more mm-hmm. time? Practicar el español es un poco difícil, pero vale la pena. Porque después. Tú puedes viajar a México. Vale la pena. Like. I'm going to be so mad if you get this. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Hold. Well. Uh, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> Hold on tight. What do you mean? Hold on tight. So I can go to my Spanish dick.com. Like, like take hold, like um, take heart, be excited. Uh, don't worry. Ooh, you're in the sentiment of this concept, but no. Mm, okay. Wow, I All lost. Right. That's okay. I I am beaming with joy and pride right now. Uh, vale la pena literally means to be worth the trouble, but we would, as a modismo, say like, oh, it's worth it. So let's mm. put that back in. Michael, if I say practicar español es un poco difícil, pero vale la pena porque tú puedes viajar a México. Uh, practice that. That's what I understood it. I just didn't. Yeah. So it basically, I think what you're saying is practicing Spanish is a little difficult, but um, it's worth it because you can live in Mexico. Yeah, you can travel. You can live to Mexico. You can you live can... in Mexico. Yeah, you can travel, you can live there, you can experience it, um, which is kind of the whole goal of this. We love it. All right, well, that is your Juego de Vocabulario. For those of you guys that already knew Vale La Pena, hopefully you're remembering, oh, I should use that in my writing sometimes, or my speaking, or any of these, to make yourself sound a little bit less gringo and a little bit more conversational. Now, it is time for one of my favorites, and today especially is one of my favorites. And if you were ever in my class, this is going to be a treat and a half for you because 
you know at least one of these things. Judy, take it away. What is our sabes que? Hola. Hola. Okay. So for our sabes que today, we're going to compare two very popular dishes. The first is cochinillo. Did I say that Ooh. right? Yeah, cochinillo. What is cochinillo? Uh, cochinillo comes from Spain. It is a roasted suckling pig, which means it's a baby pig that's usually about six weeks old. Succulent meat, crispy skin, and a thin layer of fat. It's very popular in the city of Castilla in Spain. And one of the uh, kind of show-off things that servers will do is they will cut the pig in half with a plate to show how tender she is. So... <laughs> That's numero uno. Numero dos. I'm going to need help. Qui? Qui. El qui. Qui. Qui comes from, I read about it coming from Peru and Ecuador, but importantly, and it comes Bolivia. from. Bolivia. Yeah, it comes from Andean culture in the, um, from the mountains. So this is, uh, it's hard to say, but it is a delicacy that was eaten by nobles <laughs> historically. It is a guinea pig cooked whole on a stick. Okay, so the reason we're doing this today is that Miguel y Profesor have to pick which one they would order. I have a very clear answer as to which one I would order. It is obvious anybody who had ever taken my class knows exactly the food that I think is incredible. I've not tried it, but it is on my list. Okay, Michael. well, I, I want, I'm, I'm holding up a photo of each in front of Miguel, and he's <laughs> speechless. <laughs> All right, so Lynn, let me start. I'll start while Michael thinks through this and kind of gets out of his shock. Uh, I'm going to pick Cochinillo. One, because I love Spain. Two, because I actually love pork, and I love, love, love uh really delicious pork. Now, the only reservation I have is that it is literally a baby pig. And I had a student and I hope someday that she is listening to this and knows that I uh, respect her pet. She had a pet pig. And um, she in this class had to research what cochineo was. And it was a whole thing. And obviously, they're not eating pet pigs. So that's the big difference is that not to say that it is right or wrong, and for vegetarians, it may not be something that they enjoy, but cochineo is a delicacy. It is an art form, almost, in how the chef presents it by using a plate to actually cut through the whole thing and show how succulent it is. So, my choice is cochineo. Miguel, what about you? Yeah, no, I would have to say um, it's definitely the cochineo. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the pictures that that they, that Julie was <laughs> that Judy was showing me, the the cochinilla looks better. But even just like, I'm not interested in eating guinea pig meat. No, I'm not. And they don't look good fried. Like, like I'm not against people that might eat those. I'm just saying, like, I'm looking at a picture of a fried guinea pig, and it looks bad. It looks muy mal. It looks bad. See. Well, do you think some of that's cultural in the fact that we have guinea pigs as pets? Um, actually, I didn't even think about a guinea pig as being a pet. You know, like some people have chickens as pets. And like, 
I don't think chickens are necessarily gross like when they're roasted. There's some things that we eat that I do think are gross. But, so, yeah, I do think it's a cultural thing, but I didn't even, like, my brain didn't even go there. Yeah, that it's just, it didn't, it doesn't, I don't want to eat guinea pig. Yeah. Well, and speaking of pets, it just reminded me, and you talked about chickens as pets, that we share a common friend who she and her husband, who I would also say is our friend as well, have pet chickens in Chattanooga. And... Uh. That's very impressive. And one night, one of the chickens was killed by a raccoon. Ooh, Rocky Raccoon. The Rocky Raccoon. Uh, but also, do you guys remember the story about chickens with me in New York? Okay, oh, Judy, if we could just right. change the tone. Yeah, 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 I do. I do remember that. I was in charge of babysitting chickens for a week. And... I genuinely to this day still feel absolutely horrible about it. I don't know what happened. And the chickens somehow got out and like almost all of them were killed. And I found out on my way home <laughs> and I felt so bad and I couldn't do anything. And so if you've ever been in a situation where you feel horrible about something, but there's literally nothing you can do because you are boarding a plane, uh, feel free to give us a DM because... Your boy needs some support. That being said, we are so glad that you guys have done this with us. Uh, Michael, do you have any final comments on Qui or Cochinillo? Si. Um, what are they? Que, well, sabes que mi tatuaje nueva es un acerto. No me digas. You don't say Un cerdo. Si, si. Wow. Yeah. You, can we post this on our Instagram? See. Which, let me just say right now, guys, if you're listening to this and our Instagram is not back up and running because right now our Instagram has been flagged as a bot. So if our Instagram is not back up and running, we are very, very frustrated and sorry. And hopefully you're following with us on a new Instagram, if that is the case. That's all I have to say. Uh, all that to be said. No. <laughs> Don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at I Failed Spanish, hopefully. And as we finish this series on Friday, we still do have some exciting interactive challenges and such for Michael, Miguel, you guys. And you have one more opportunity to join our email list. That link is in our bio at I Failed Spanish on Instagram. Don't miss it because we have so many interesting, exciting things that we want to share with you as we wrap up this podcast. But even if you didn't feel Spanish, that is okay. Finish with us on this exciting journey through learning Spanish one. Hasta luego y adios. Ayuda is produced by Rock Rising. Follow us on Instagram at Spanish to learn along with us. Adios. Hasta luego. Hasta pronto. Hasta mañana. Ciao.